Father, lift up your voice. Say, Lord, I came to say thank you. Lord, I am the one that you have favored. Lord, I am the one that you showed mercy to. I am the one that you answered my prayer. Somebody with a grateful heart, lift up your voice and remember. Remember, I am the one that you delivered from death. I am the one that you delivered from shame. When I was one step away from shame, I am the one that you protected. I am the one that you preserved. I am the one that you protected. You secured. You secured my borders. Even when I broke the hedge, I am the one that you didn't allow the serpent to bite me. Oh, thank you. Somebody with a grateful heart, thank the Lord. Look at all the amazing testimonies. Amazing testimony. The works of God. The altar of fire. Producing amazing works. In the lives of the people of God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice. Thank the Lord for the miracle provoking, life transforming, and supernatural work. Lift up your voice. Don't be tired. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank the Lord. He alone deserves it. He alone deserves it. He alone deserves it. You are online, you are in-house. I want you to be very grateful to God. Be very intentional. Thanksgiving turns everything around. Thanksgiving is the key. Oh, for multiplication. Lift up your voice. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. father we are so grateful for your mercies and for your love thank you for having mercy on us thank you for chasing us with your grace and thank you for favoring us even when we did not deserve it because we disappointed you time and time again you kept giving us chance and chance again you are never tired of doing that how can we be tired saying thank you on behalf of all the congregation online in-house and lord on behalf of everyone that is connected we say thank you the amazing testimonies that we shared divine preservation divine protection divine interception of the activities of the enemy confirming your prophetic word oh lord Bible said that, and they went preaching everywhere. The word, the Lord confirming their word with signs and miracles following. Thank you for following the teaching of your word with signs, wonders, and miracles. We have returned to say thank you. We have returned to say, oh, glory be unto your name. Even in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ, let somebody shout me a believing amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ the author and the finisher of our faith 
the builder of this church. Can you take your seat in heavenly places? together for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, are these not amazing testimonies? Please make sure that you get them recorded on the pod, on the platform, okay, on the church um, on the website platform. You see, thank God that they shared their testimonies because it is one of the major points that I'm going to talk about today. You know, Bible says that they forgot, they soon forgot the things that God had done for them. And because of that, he left them for their enemies. One of the quickest ways for God to stop producing in our lives is when we refused to return his glory to him. And that is what we call praise report or we call testimonies in this house. When the Lord does something for you yesterday, one of my daughters was with me and telling me how there were three things on the prayer line. And please, those of you that maybe for one or two reasons, you are not able to join the prayer line. When you wake up, go on the recorded broadcast. You see, I do everything to make sure that if you are not on it, it will chase you. So if you don't get blessed with it, it is nobody's problem. You see, Bible says that the word is nighty, even in thy mouth. If God, God is, Bible says that God is not unjust. It means that if something is happening, I keep on telling you, if something doesn't happen the way it is happening, it is not a fault of God. Every good thing is from God. Every bad thing is you and the devil, me and the devil. If there is any bad thing in my life, it is me and the devil responsible. If there is any good thing in our lives, it is God. God is not the author of bad things, you see. But sometimes we, we, we avoid the path. When you read the book of Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16, he said, when you come to the crossroad, you just stand there and ask for the right and the good way. And then follow it. And then you find rest for your soul. But they say no. You see? So when the provision is made, it is like a child who is crying, I'm hungry. And then you are prepared some sumptuous meal. And you put it there. And the child doesn't eat. There is nothing else that can be done for that child. So I prayed thee. Yesterday, one of my daughters was in my office telling me, a couple of months ago on the prayer line, the Lord, I think we were fasting. And then the Lord said, we should write certain things. I think three or seven, I've forgotten. But I have mine. And I said, put it in the Bible. Put it in the Bible. She was in my office yesterday. She said, all of them, not even one of them. Because you know something? I don't say things out of my intention or also out of my desire. I say it as the Lord tells me. You see, God will always use a human being. So when the Lord is speaking, for example, I was just seated here whilst the worship, uh, I mean, whilst... um, uh whilst the testimonies was going on and at 7 31 at 7 51 p.m exactly the lord told me i heard it clearly the lord said 2024 it will be a year of sustained smile i don't know who believes it yeah but me i believe it yeah everywhere that the lord tells me before i tell you i believe it 
at exactly 7.51 p.m., I heard it. 12, 12, 13, 23. And the Lord said, 2024 will be a year of sustained smile. It means that whatever the Lord starts, it will not be truncated by the enemy. Your smile will not be on and off. Your smile will be continuous. Do you believe it? Yeah, you got to believe it. If you, don't have, if you don't believe the word of the Lord, you have no business being a child of God. The reason why we call, they call us believers is because we believe things that to them is like foolishness. Praise the name of Jesus. In 2024, your smile will be sustained. And it will not be sustained by your ability to be sustained by the power of God. Do you believe it? So shall it be. Hallelujah. I heard it expressly. So I wrote it down. So if you have testimonies, please share them. Powerful, look at these powerful testimonies. Hallelujah. And uh, th- do you know that, that your sister called me or she called me the following day. She called me, I think probably, I don't know whether you gave her the number or she went online to find, she called me. She said, I'm calling all the way from New York. I believe she's online. She said, I'm calling all the way from New York. How many of you were here on that night of supernatural encounter? And then I said, there's somebody who, somebody is owing you. And, but the thing is not coming. And then nobody was showing up. I said, check online. The person is online. And then LP Howard, you were the one that brought it to me as I was here. And then the Lord said, tell her that the money is released. Now, she has been fighting it for two years. Two years. If a bank in America is holding your money for two years, chances are that you may never get it back home. She has gone to the court. She has gone to the court. Still, these people say no. It means that they are interested in stopping the money from coming. The word of the Lord came on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No bank is working. So we take that one out. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, early morning, they called her. They say, come for your money. You see? Sometimes, listen, why do we share testimony? So that we will believe that God is working. Otherwise, we'll be like zombies following what, what we don't know. I mean, I don't follow something that I don't believe in. So if I believe in something, it got to work for me. Praise the name of Jesus. Got a powerful testimony of LP, LP uh, uh, Jemima. So powerful. You see, believe God. Listen, before this year comes to a close, huh, you, will, you will smile. Your smile will start from this year. Don't look at don't look at the days. Don't look at the time. Don't look at how many days are left. I always tell you that if God created the world and everything in it in six days, together with you and I in six days, and even had the opportunity of resting one full day, what is your desire? It is infinitesimal. It is like dropping. It is like dropping a drop of water in the ocean. It cannot be found. Your jet cannot be found in heaven. Your healing is so small. You th- sometimes we think that, oh, this condition is so big. I think heaven will have to meet and then they'll have to take days. Take days. Take days. And that is why I always tell you that. You see, there are certain things. Eh? Today I was telling somebody that we are for signs, wonders, and miracles. A sign is a prelude, a precursor to something that is going to happen. For example, if you see the weather, the clouds are very dark and thick. It is a sign that is going to what? You don't need to be a meteorologist to, uh, to, to know that. 
you are, it is a sign. Once there is a sign, a wonder will follow. And once a, a wonder follows, miracles galore. So you are, you are, Bible said that we are for signs, wonders, and miracles. That means always as a child of God, always be looking out for signs. Signs. The moment you see a sign, a miracle is following. Because you will be a wonder in that sign. I'm talking to somebody who is going to experience miracles this year. And your miracles will not stop in Jesus' name. On the prayer line, the Lord said, I, I said, and, and then I said, uh, between this time and that time, some money is dropping in somebody's account. I didn't know that it was me. You'll be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. From strange source. The Lord will surprise you. Listen, the God that called me, he will surprise you. I'm telling you, you got to believe it. You got to believe and receive it. Everything you see in this house was by the spoken word. Listen, God will surprise you. Right, right. God will surprise me. Write it. Before 2023 is over, God will surprise me. Write it and believe it. Write it and believe it. Forget sometimes when the word of the Lord comes, we begin to analyze and diagnose the word in the microscope of our situations. So we limit God because our lives are limited. So if you see God through the lens of your predicament and your situation, you'll limit God. But when you see him as a child, on the prayer line, I was saying that, look at this, <laughs> if you have finished writing it. Now, if you see, assuming I want you to picture it, if I see a bug or an ant or a roach or whatever moving from this side of the wall to that side of the wall or let's say moving from where the communion table is just to this portion I want you to picture it as far as the bug or that an insect is concerned it's, it's a very long journey but when I look at it like this I see the beginning and I see the end I know that no, the, 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 the bug may find a little hole here, but I, I know that it is nothing because are you getting what I'm talking about? That is how God sees us with all your desires. When he looks like this, you are like that bug from here to here. That is why he declares the end from the beginning because he looks at it. He said, you are right. Don't worry about all these things. They are just there, but don't worry about them All the report, all the news all the disappointment, all the pain, all the cries. Don't worry about them because me that told you that I'm taking you, and look at this, look at this. I, I, sometimes I do it. Sometimes when I see ants trying to carry food to another place and there are obstacles, sometimes I intentionally remove the obstacles from there. Sometimes if I want to trouble them, I put the obstacle more to see how they will react. But after some time, I remove it from there. Every obstacle in your way, God will remove it in Jesus' name. I said your smile will start from 2023. You just believe it. Yeah. Just believe uh, uh, One dear lady, last two nights of supernatural encounter. I'm not preaching testimonies, but I want to stir up your faith. Last two nights of supernatural encounter. When, I think I was so tired when I finished. I said that I will be standing here for some time whether last two or last three nights of spiritual encounter anybody that want to talk with me and so but before then i picked up a certain dear lady and then i said i want to pray for you but i want to pray not for you i want to pray for your brother because i saw an attack in his throat 
you know and then i gave her a little bottle of oil and i said go and give it to him right here i said go and give it to him and tell him listen very well you see you must flow and you must follow the word and i said tell him that he should try and then get in touch with me he should apply the oil on his throat but he should get in touch with me before the 13th of december 2023 so yesterday i have even forgotten because me when the word comes i give it to whoever the lord gave the word to and then i continue my journey because if i say i'm keeping all the words one day i don't know what will happen to my head now so guess what yesterday right before the prayer line around 11 40 45 there about she called me and she said has my brother spoken with you and i said no and i said why he said because i spoke with him this morning he didn't go to, he didn't come to the office they own their own company the company he said i didn't come to the office but when i was speaking with him i realized that his voice was not okay and then immediately i remembered that the word that you gave me is the the the, the period is on december 13th and today is a day before it so i am calling you to remind you and to also let him call you so that if you're available whatever direction and so i said don't worry just give me his number and i'll call him so i called him after the prayer line i called him i said what is going on with you sir he said i did a surgery in my throat a month ago it looked like it was okay until a couple of days ago and it has been intense and yesterday it was so intense that i said i got to stay home because if i go to the work i don't know what might happen again and i said did she tell you a b c d and e so we transacted it and i prayed for him i prayed for him because the attack was supposed to be activated today yeah you must believe the word of god otherwise you don't have a business being a believer the world they believe things they believe they believe satan more than we believe god isn't it not pathetic the world they believe satan more than we believe god but we are supposed to dictate for them to see because everything that is fake has the original so if they believe in satan there is an original that must be believed in and that is you and i believing in god listen when you come one step with shame the lord will intervene mark it when you are just one step even one step the enemy want to put your leg inside you will step in shame god will intervene praise the name of jesus god will intervene and so i want you to brace yourself up from the 27th to the 29th don't take yourself out of the new wineskin conference listen one of the things that the lord told me is that specifically the lord said in mark chapter 2 and then look at verse 22 downwards now that was the genesis of this particular conference and we we started it from year one that we started this ministry and no man puts new wine into this is jesus speaking he said no man puts new wine in old wine bottles otherwise the new wine will burst the bottles and the wine will be spilled and the bottles together will be mad but new wine must be put into new bottles every year the lord brings new things the lord will not put something new in the old bottle in the old container 
and we are the old containers. So within those three days, the last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of every year, what we do is that we structure ourselves to purge and to mend and to work on ourselves to be ready for the new wine in the coming year. It's a prophetic seminar. I don't want very beautiful, very, very colorful, very beautiful. So from the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th, I don't want you to take yourself out. I want you to be part and part. Bring your family, bring your friends, because they will thank you one day. It is three nights of prophecies, three nights of supernatural encounter, three nights of word, three nights of fixing, so that we'll be ready for 2024. Listen, when we step into 2024, you will know that God has visited you. If you believe it, shout me, I believe in it, amen. So that is that. I have my brother, prophet Eric Isaiah. He'll be here. Oh, very powerful. Hallelujah. And then another powerful brother and friend, Bishop Abraham Dixon, all the way from Dallas, Texas. He will also be here with us. And these are all prophetic elements. Hallelujah. And yours truly will host them. Hallelujah. <laughs> and then on December the 31st, we will have only one service in the morning. And then, so it will be a joint service. It will be at 9 a.m., December the 31st. It will be at 9 a.m. because we will come back in the evening at 8.30 for the crossover service. And come, you can dye, I was saying it on Sunday, you can dye your beard white or whatever. It is a night of celebration. We are crossing over with jubilation. We are crossing over with celebration. We are crossing over and come with your dancing shoes. Yeah. Because we will really dance. We will dance. There will be uh, Davidic dancers who will do whatever. Uh, are there the parables? Are you there? Yeah. Or you, you, don't, you have even forgotten that the, you, you, are, you, you belong to a department called the parables. Do you know the parables? Yeah. Or you have forgotten? <laughs> parables, they put out sketches. Hallelujah. A week today we'll be having our powerful um, carols night. It will be a night, a night of nine lessons and carols. Now, what is that festival? It is the festival that talks about the promise of the Messiah, the birth of the Messiah, the issues that preceded it, and then the time he was born and then afterwards. So it, it's like it is a journey, but it is a festival of songs and lessons. So we read the scriptures like that and then they flow. How the Old Testament spoke about him. And then how it came into the New Testament, how Mary received the word, and how Jesus was born. So if you follow the scriptural reading of the Festival of Nine Lessons and Carols, you must be able to, uh, you must be able to understand the Old Testament voice into Jesus, and then his coming, and all that. Isn't it powerful? Yeah, and we do that before our Christmas day. Some people do it on December the 24th, but we do it on the midweek service before Christmas Day. So this year is going to be on the 20th, and I want you to be part and parcel of it. Hallelujah. And finally, God willing, this Sunday we'll celebrate our first lady on her birthday. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's very important. In this house, we know how to honor. Praise the name of Jesus. So we will give honor where honor is due. Somebody shout me a believing amen. amen. What is my short message for tonight? I'm talking about the pattern of 
profitable thanksgiving. The pattern, the pattern, P-A-T-T-E-R-N, the pattern of profitable thanksgiving. And um, we've already established the whole of this month. I've been talking about thanksgiving, multiplying or, or doubling everything or increasing. I would love to say that thanksgiving, multiplying everything. And so from previous conversations and discourses that we have had in this house, we've come to understand that thanksgiving is a very powerful tool in the kingdom of God, right? Now, why? Because it changes situations, right? It changes situations. When you read the book of Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 19, Bible says, out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And are you listening? And Bible says that when thanksgiving proceeds out of them and the voice of them that make merry, then the Lord will multiply us. Please, do you see that? And Bible says that we shall not be few. So we know, we, we know the power of thanksgiving. We are told in Psalm 69, and I think verse number 30, 31, right? Psalm 69, look at verse 30 and then 31, I believe. He said, I will praise the name of the Lord with a song and, with, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Look at verse number 31. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox and a bull. Anything that pleases the Lord. When you are reading the Bible, brothers and sisters, take it from me. Anytime you are reading the Bible and you come across a statement that says that and it pleased the Lord, this pleases the Lord, it shall please the Lord, underline it, write it in capital block letters and swallow it and keep it. Anything that pleases the Lord, don't joke with it. So Sean, here we, we are, Bible said that thanksgiving. So that is how powerful thanksgiving is in the kingdom. It is a major tool in the kingdom. And in the kingdom, there are protocols also, in the kingdom, there are protocols. There are patterns for everything. Please, please, and please again, listen to this message very, very well. Listen very well. In the kingdom, there are patterns that govern everything in the kingdom that we do. If the things that we do in the kingdom don't follow the prescribed pattern, it is not acceptable. It's very important we take note of that. Everything in the kingdom has a protocol or it has a pattern that it must follow. It is the following of the pattern that makes it acceptable. And it is only when that thing is acceptable that it becomes profitable. Whatever is not acceptable is not profitable. There are many times in the Bible, people offered things unto the Lord. They offered all right, but they did not follow the prescribed pattern. So what happened? The Lord rejected it. Genesis chapter 4. When you read from Genesis chapter 4 and then, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, and then from verse number Genesis chapter 4 from verse number 3 to 7. Look at a, a, a very powerful scenario of two brothers who came. Please listen very well. Sometimes people talk about the fact that oh, it was because Cain's offering or Cain's giving did not contain blood. I don't buy that. Because the guy was not working with something that was that had blood how will he get something that had blood inside he was a farmer and then this guy abel was also rearing animals so you can't say that god can potato produce blood are you getting what i'm saying yeah but and i'll show you why his own was not accepted you see he said that in the process of time it came to pass that 
Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Bible said that, and also, and Abel also, he brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So you see, so what is the problem? What happened? One followed a prescribed pattern. And I will show you in the course of the time. You see, the other didn't follow the prescribed pattern. So even though they offered it, one was accepted, the other was not accepted. And Bible said that, and Cain was very angry. And his face, his countenance was moody. It fell. So the next verse said that, and the Lord said unto Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? And the Lord made a certain statement. If you did well, would it not have been accepted? So in the kingdom, it is not everything that we do in the kingdom that is accepted, including thanksgiving. As much as thanksgiving is so powerful, it is a universal key. It does many things. There are people who offer thanksgiving. The Lord does not accept it because it didn't follow the prescribed pattern. That is why Bible says that, listen, let me tell you something. Ignorance is more powerful than the devil. Yeah, ignorance. It, Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people have gone into captivity. Satan was not even there. Ignorance. You see? So we, that is why Bible says, Jesus said, come and learn of me. I think Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 or 29. He said, come and learn. Let's see Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29. Uh, or is it Matthew 13? <laughs> Take my yoke and learn of me so he wants us to learn that is why when we come to church we preach we don't entertain ourselves we we, we just prophesy and then you go home what would you learn no you must learn you must know how to do things acceptably in leviticus chapter 10 two sons of aaron the high priest they were high priests in the making they were being trained in the in the seminary of aaron their father was their mentor, was their spiritual father and everything. Bible says that Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, put fire inside of it, and offered strange fire before the Lord. They, they did something, but they didn't follow the protocol. Look at what he said, which he commanded them not. So anything you do in the kingdom, Nat, are you listening to me? Anything you do in the kingdom that is not following a certain prescribed pattern that the Lord himself has commanded, chances are that it may never be accepted of the Lord. Now, as a result of that, what happened to them? Look at verse number two. Bible said that, and fire came out from the Lord and consumed them. That will never be our story. Exodus chapter 25 verse 40. Exodus 25 and verse 40. You see, Bible said that in Exodus 25 verse 40, he said that, and look that you make them. Now, God was talking to them about, they were built, God had already told Moses that he should build a tabernacle, okay? And then God now came, and the Patrick, God said that, be careful, look that you make them after the pattern which has been showed thee. So that in the kingdom, we don't just do anything anyhow. There must always be a pattern. God wanted to save, God wanted to save Noah from the flood and from destruction. Now when he came to him in Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, Bible said that but Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Now when you jump down and then you come to verse number 10 verse, uh, 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 verse number 10 look at from verse number 
verse number, in fact, actually from verse number 14, because all this I was talking about his generation. Verse number 14 and then to 16. So make yourself, God was telling him how to escape. Hello? How to escape the destruction that was coming. And Bible said that the Lord told him, he said, so make yourself an ark of cypress wood, not just any wood. The Lord was so detailed. There was a pattern. He said, and the rooms, give it to me in King James Version. Because he said that the, 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 the length of it must be 300 cubits. He said, and then the, the breadth of it must be 50 cubits. And he said, the height of it must be 30 cubits. God is a God of order. When there are no patterns, we can't follow orderliness. And wherever there is no orderliness, God is not there. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, when you start reading from verse number 2, that was, the Bible said that, and the earth was without form. So what did the spirit of the Lord do? He was just hovering, moving from one point to the other. When there is no order, that is why even in your home, when there is no order, that leads to peace. God can't stay there. Yeah. So sometimes people go like, uh, I don't know, we pray, but uh, we are not seeing anything in our home. Because there is no orderliness. There must be organization. There must be orderliness. That's why any church you go, there is no orderliness there. The spirit can move. Confusion. This one jumping here. Sometimes the pastor is preaching. Somebody else is preaching at the corner counter message. Somebody is doing some, somebody is checking their WhatsApp, checking Facebook and all that. Confusion. The person lives without blessing. Because there wasn't orderliness. Praise the name of Jesus. Do you know how much God is interested in orderliness? He's so interested in orderliness that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 33, Bible said that he is not the author of confusion. God is not the author. So we learn the patterns of doing things in the kingdom so that it can be acceptable. I love this, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Beloved, look at how he put it. Beloved, I beseech you by the mercies of Christ that you present your bodies and uh, 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 look at that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. But they are very good. I need to get you guys a small um, speaker over there so that you can hear very well. Because current, yeah, currently they hear from the main one. But they must be able to have a crispy small one over there that they can hear. We'll do that. Now, so look at this. One of my favorite scriptures. Ophelia, I beseech you, brethren, Therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, look at that, 11 sacrifice, holy, and what is the next word? Acceptable. Unto. So there is a pattern that you become acceptable unto God. So we are talking today about the pattern, the pattern that thanksgiving should take so that it will be acceptable. And it is only when it is acceptable that it becomes profitable. Your thanksgiving will be profitable in Jesus' name. So, I will give you just four things. Four things to do. You see, that will make our thanksgiving acceptable so that it will be profitable. Number one, just four. Number one, it must be done cheerfully and gladly. When you are offering thanksgiving to God, it must be done cheerfully 
and gladly. That is point number one. Anything given or offered unto God not with cheerfulness or gladness is unacceptable unto him. It doesn't matter the value. In fact, it doesn't matter the value to you. The value of... (laughs) Okay, those that are writing, write quickly so that it looks like I'm running for you, I know. You see, the value of anything in the kingdom before God is the intention behind it, not the quantity. I'll say it again. In the kingdom of God, what makes things valuable before God? As for me and you, if you bring me, somebody is offering, um, you came with uh, 500 and um, another person is giving me 200. By volume, I would say that yours is bigger. Do you understand what I'm saying? But before God, yours may be the least. Because before God in the kingdom, what makes something valuable is not necessarily the quantity. It is the intention. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 3. In First Samuel chapter 2 verse 3, he says, Speak not exceedingly proud. Talk no more exceedingly proud. Let no arrogance come out of your mouth. Why? For the Lord is a God and by him actions. Actions are weighed. Actions. He's a God of knowledge and by him actions. Intentions. Intentions. What was the intention behind what you did? That is why I tell people in this house that give, but don't give out of law. Give out of love. Let the intention behind it not be like it is um, something that I have to do in the box, you know, straight through. No, I do it lavishly. I lavish upon God because I love him. Let it be the intention behind it. Why do you love the man? Well, he has been buying me domido. The intention is wrong. You see? I love him because of his six packs. The day that six packs become one pack. Love gone. What is the intention? Look at that. The Bible said that by him, actions, actions, intentions are weighed. So what makes something valuable to God in the kingdom is the intention. And he's saying that anytime you are offering unto God, whether thanksgiving or anything, but especially thanksgiving, and the intention behind it is not cheerfulness, gladness, forget it because it is not acceptable. Because when they put it in the balance, Chantel, like they said to Belshazzar, in Daniel. He said, we have put you in the balance. You, your days are finished. That, that night they killed him. You see, God is not um, I don't want to use the word waiter because maybe somebody is a waiter. But let me use it. <laughs> I don't think I have any. God is not a waiter to give him the surplus or the tip. Amen. Are you getting me? He is the owner of everything. So the intention. What is the intention behind you coming to church tonight? There are people who go to church because if I don't go, Papa will call me. And indeed, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'll call you. I'll call you anyway. Because I must help you. Hallelujah. I'll text you. I say, sister, I didn't see you in service. Hallelujah. But. You see, look at Psalm 122. The intention behind David appearing in the house of God. Psalm 122 verse 1. I was glad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something is doing me. 
I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I didn't need a catacombic prayers to rope me into the church. I was just there. I'll put it on my agenda. Wednesday, I have a meeting with God from 7 p.m. Nothing comes in. I was glad. I have to be there because I'm the drama. You have failed. Because with or without the drum, we will still pray. We will still have service. I have to be there because I'm Papa's protocol. You have failed. I have to be there because I'm on program. You have failed. I have to be there because I have an appointment with my maker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It is amazing how people, when they have appointment with the hospital, they are more, they will never forget it. Yeah. They will miss it. But an appointment with God. What is the intention? It must be joyfulness. It must be glad. You wake up in the morning. Lord, I'm thanking you. Not because I've been taught in the church that when you wake up, start with thanksgiving. But Lord, I'm, I, I was taught. But now I've gone beyond being taught to practicing it as my lifestyle. Somebody with me. Lord, I'm grateful. You will never catch me complaining. No, no, no. no. The thing that you will do to let me complain, it, it, it is past. Forever I'm grateful. One day I was at a certain church. They had invited me to go and preach there. Sean, I got there before the man of God who introduced me. He said that and, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that people didn't come to church. And I said, yeah, Lord, I, I, I wish I could tell the man that stop that. Don't say that. What about the people that were inside there? Were there cockroaches? Or they were spiders? Hey, God went to town. Brought Roland. Brought Reigns. <laughs> Hallelujah. Brought you. Brought me. Some of you, you know how you really, really wanted badly not to come today. But you don't even know how you came. And the Lord brought you. Now I look at them, the few people that didn't come and I say, Lord, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not happy. Hey, what an error. What an error. I thank God for everything and I do it cheerfully. Don't you see the way I dance? I don't dance cosmetically. No, no, I don't dance to impress anybody. I dance joyfully. Not because of you, but because the Lord found me worthy to be in his presence. My heart goes beyond being a pastor. When I'm in the presence of God to becoming a child of God, I, somebody must just be a pastor. And the Lord found me. But when I come to church, my wife knows it, my children know it. When I finish preaching, they will, daddy, daddy, and honey, honey. But once it is about God, let me fellowship and have love session with my lover. Ay, 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 ay. Tell somebody, give thanks cheerfully. And gladly. Why? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Second Corinthians 9, 7. God loves a cheerful giver. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart. So let him give. Thanksgiving inclusive. Look, as he has purpose in his heart. Let the intention. You see, so what is the purpose in your heart? It must not be grudgingly or of necessity. Ah, if I don't give, the church will not continue. Die and see. Is somebody understanding me? 
Patrick, we have to see this as a privilege. You see, the church has not been taught. That is why anytime we do anything for the church or for the house of God, we think we are helping. Hey, it is a privilege that the king of kings, he said, I will build my church. He just found us ready to be co-laborers with him. Look at, yay, look at the equation he made. That we are co-laborers, equilibrium. It means that when you stand on that side and I stand here with your little giving and his big giving, we are all on the same. We are co-laborers. means that we are balanced. You still don't have an idea what some of these things are. On, Wednesday, on Thursday, I was telling the Classville Church, the greatest, how are, the greatest thing that God has, the greatest risk that God ever took on earth was to give you his identity. That you are walking around as quote unquote Mrs. God. When you read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he said, He has made us, He has made Him sin for us so that we will now take over His eye. Hey! So as you are walking, you, do you know why the eyes of the Lord are also upon you? Because you are carrying His identity. Let me watch what he's going to do. So anytime you are misbehaving, God say, yeah, if only he can remember, she can remember that she's carrying my identity. Even if you want to do it for the sake of my identity, stop it now. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, do it cheerfully. Why? Because he loves a cheerful giver. Anything about God must be done cheerfully. Job chapter 1. Verse 20 and 22. When Job lost everything. Job chapter 1 verse 20 and 22. Look at how joyful the guy was. Job arose. Tore his mantle. Shaved his head. Fell on the ground and did what? Oh, and did what? He began to praise the Lord. Thank you Lord. His wife came and said, hey, are you still holding on to this God, God, God thing? This church, church, church thing. Since you started going to church, you started paying tithe. You started going every day. Sunday, you are there. Wednesday, you are there. Night of supernatural encounter, you are there. You alone. Are you church mother? They can give you all the titles. But Bible said that <laughs> when his wife spoke, look at what he did. He went, laid on the ground and worshipped. Bible said, and in all this, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. In other words, he didn't complain. He was a cheerful. Do you know what happened to him? Job 42 verse number 10. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored. Job 42 verse 10. And the Lord turned around his captivity. Anytime you give cheerfully, thanksgiving, or whatever you do in the kingdom, you are playing the instrument, you do it cheerfully. You are singing, you do it cheerfully. There are some people, if you take them from their role, they won't come to church. I'm a pastor. I know it. Yeah. There are some people, you change them. Tell them that, okay, every time you sit here, today sit here. I don't come to church. The intention is bad. You are not serving God gladly and cheerfully. Yeah. Me. It is only because I'm a privileged preacher and the leader that I sit here. If you carry me to the back there, I'll sit there. If you tell me to sit on somebody's neck, I will do. I don't mind. See, as long as you will not take me from the presence of the Lord, I'm okay. I'm telling you, girl. As long as I will be part of the wagon. That's why that song, I like it so much. He said, 
uh, 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 leave me at the altar with my Jesus. I love it so much. Yeah, I love it so much. When I come and then they are playing it, I always want them to play that when we are praying. I just want you to forget about it. I don't want protocol things. I don't want, just leave me at the altar with my father. I want to do it cheerfully. The intention behind it is just to let God be happy. Just to let God be happy. When we started the ministry, me and every all the uh, people that we started with, I've been a janitor before. I've scrubbed the, the toilet with my hand. I, it sweetens me. I tell you, I have cooked in this house before. There is nothing in this house that I've never done before. Uh, you can ask them. Yeah. Sometimes people will come and then I'm blowing their place. They say, Papa, you are not supposed to do that. I say, You don't understand. Before God, there is no, before God, there is no, hey, that, that, uh, Roland, the 24 elders, they cast their crown. You, your Kokoromotie entity, non significant as I am, with just a little title, senior pastor, now I come out pocket, then I'm hopping on one leg. And I'm hopping on one leg. Let the children do it. I come there before. So every time before service, I come, I walk around. I see, is there an empty bottle? Somebody drank, left it in the house of God. I will carry it. There is a blessing for me. I serve God cheerfully. Deuteronomy 28. Look at verse number 47 and 48. Acceptable thanksgiving because you serve not the Lord your God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, 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 intention. He said, For the abundance of all things, what will happen? Look at verse number 48. He said, Because of that, you shall serve your enemies, and you will not serve God gladly. So maybe sickness will let you now remember. I went, I, I love going for hospital pray, pray. One day I went to pray for some people in a hospital in Ghana called Kolebu. The guy said, ah, man of God, if your God will just restore me one day, the way I will dance, they had put some metals into this leg and into that leg and his legs were suspended in the air. I said, why would you let your enemies teach you to praise God? Cheerful giver. Cheerful thanksgiver come to church and then we are singing sing we are dancing dance maybe you are not the type that will come forward but dance where you are the lyrics will be on the board sing in case me when I go to places and then the lyrics are not there as they are singing I'm manufacturing my words Leave me at the altar with my Jesus. If not that I know it, I'll say that. Uh, I will sing it to beautify me and God. Don't you know you? Hey, brothers and sisters, let's be frank here. Have you not taken a certain song and sang it to somebody that broke your heart before? Even that person, he or she broke your heart. But look at the way you sang it. You personalized it. You custom made it. You told her, I have a custom made song for you, sister. But you were using the rhythm, but with your own words. And the person heard it. Oh, oh, oh. How come you come to church? We are singing. He said, I don't know the lyrics. Put your own words there. Create your own. Create your own. Tell somebody, create your own. Stop saying that I'm not part of the choir. Who was created with the choir robe? 
around his neck. Create, be a chorister for God. Do it cheerfully. Somebody said, do it cheerfully. Number two. Lord help me. Number two. What is the second pattern that thanksgiving must take in order for it to be acceptable for it to be profitable do it quickly do it quickly do don't wait when thanksgiving is delayed three things happen it is diluted and i will explain to you it is diluted because later on when you want to give it it will not be as you wanted to give it when the fire was in there that's why if you are here you are owing God a testimony after some time you realize that you'll be like oh oh it is past it is not past it is diluted when you don't offer God thanksgiving quickly number two number two you familiarity and um uh uh, what is the word? Familiarity and forgetfulness steps in. That is number two. If you don't offer it quickly, familiarity, that's what I was talking about. Oh. But Charlie, your powerful testimony. Anyway, by the way, Charlie is from, from where I come from, Charlie means bro, bro, or friend. You know, so if you hear me using that Charlie, Charlie, it means that like bro, like friend, you know, yeah, like brother, like sister, you know, that kind of thing. Now, so you go like, hey, bro, I, about that powerful testimony you shared with me about two weeks ago, you've still not shared it. Oh, it's past this. Past. Familiarity is eating you. Yeah, familiarity, and sometimes, sometimes too, you forget it. And listen, one of the most dangerous sins before God is the sin of forgetfulness. There is a sin called the sin of forgetfulness. Go with me to Psalm 107, and then let me read. In fact, let me rather read from um, Psalm um, 78, verse 40 to 43. Psalm 78, verse 40 to 43. Roland, are you with me? Look, how often did they provoke him in the wilderness when the Lord was bringing them? And they grieved him in the desert. How did they provoke him? How did they grieve him? Look at the answer. He said, yea, they even turned back and tempted and limited the Holy One of Israel. How did they do that? Look at verse 42. They remembered not his hand. The things that he has done. The day when he delivered them from their enemy. Look at verse 43. He said, how? He did many signs in their lives. How you were driving and then the Lord Lord favored you. Look at that powerful testimony. Assuming you were sitting on this. Do you know how much my faith has been encouraged? By that testimony. Do you know how much I keyed into it? By that testimony. Somebody that should have gone for three, four, five interviews. And then he, she did the first one. And then out of, out of 600, they screened it down to 150. And then they screened it down to five. And then they screened it down to two. And she was the one. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? If you were sitting on this. Don't you know that the Bible is a compendium of um, testimonies put together? Testimonies gathered together. You read it. This one happened to that one. That one. Bible said that so that we by them might have comfort in the scriptures. 
your life is an extension and a confirmation write it my life is an extension and a confirmation of the scriptures thank you holy spirit the lord just told me my life your life brianna is an extension and a confirmation of the scriptures so that is why paul said that we are his epistles he said you are my epistles written within and without read of all men and then we are a confirmation because what happened there we confirm it because it happens also in our lives the lord will bless you massively so when you continue reading he said that he left them for their enemies you see now and then number three right i said that when thanksgiving is delayed it is diluted when thanksgiving is delayed familiarity and forgetfulness sets in and then number three it must be done immediately so that it will be completed you see so when it is not done quickly the deal is not sealed yeah it is quick thanksgiving that completes what god has started the book of luke chapter 17 verse 15 to 19 it is quick thanksgiving that makes this the deal sealed whatever god has started he completes it the moment you start thanking him bible said that one of them this was the um, the 10 leprous men they came orlando they came jesus have mercy on us jesus had mercy on them and then one of them only one of them when he saw that he was healed he turned back he didn't wait i've told you the process before the high priest who even declared that you are really healed it will take about 40 days because they will have to quarantine you twice and then check you again when the guy saw it he said i will not wait to receive all before i come the moment it started he said lord i am the one that you favored i have returned to say thank you look at that with a loud voice somebody say with a loud voice glorifying god verse 16 and 17 fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a samaritan he didn't even know the mysteries of the kingdom and then verse number 17 says that jesus answering said were there not 10 cleansed what are the other verse 18 and 19 i then not found anyone that came to give glory to god except this stranger verse 19 the deal was sealed somebody's recovery is sealed some you are believing amen your healing recovery is sealed that financial recovery is sealed listen one of the days i think somewhere last month i told you that mark your accounts how many of you remember yeah only one and a half people is it because you are not on the prayer i know you didn't hear yeah i said mark your account by the time we cross 31st compare it you will know that God has visited you financially. Say me a believing amen. Arise, go your way. Your faith, thanksgiving, has made you whole. Praise the name of Jesus. Do it immediately to complete, to complete the process. And it brings me to the scripture that Elder gave us on Sunday. The, another version of it. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4 to 6. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 4 to 6. He said that when you vow a vow unto God, 
defer not to pay it. Many people are owing God. Lord, this issue that I'm in, Lillian, Lord, if you take me out, Lord, I'll never be late in church. The Lord took you out now. Oh, you know, oh, you know, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You were in church. And then the Lord stirred your heart. There was the need for giving. The Lord stirred your heart. And you said, I will give. And you even quoted the amount or you responded to the amount. And then you took the envelope. The moment you went to sit down, the devil came and the devil said, that pledge that you made, have you forgotten that this bill is there? That one is there. And he said, yes, oh, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And then now you begin to, you begin to think and the, the devil tells you, but you can do it another time. He said, oh, okay, yeah, it's true. Is the devil speaking to you? It is not wisdom from God. And now you began. So here you are, here you are, and then, and then, and then at a, a certain point in time, ladies and gentlemen, now you feel like, oh, but the thing is even long. Even God has forgotten. God has forgotten. When the number of hair on your pom pom, he knows all the number. The number of hair upon your head, the Lord, he has forgotten. So, anytime you open your Bible, you see the envelope, then you turn another scripture. So, you want to read the Bible. You open it, you saw pastor's appreciation envelope. You saw some pledge envelope that you took. Then immediately, you put the Bible down and say, I'll read the Bible from my phone. I don't want any trouble. Seeing is believing. If I don't see, I have not forgot, I have forgotten. Tell somebody, do it quickly. Am I preaching to somebody here? Look at that. When you, when you vow ever unto... Look at it. Defend. Let's read the Bible. Oh. It's also in your Bible. If you think that it is abusive or insulting, open yours so that you won't say that the one in church. Look at that. He said that. Defend not to pay it for he has no pleasure in fools. So before God, anybody that must give thanks or offer anything to him, and it came out of a willing heart. And now you are not doing it. That is the definition of a fool before God. You see? He said, defend not to pay it. For he has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which you have vowed. Tell somebody, pay it. Yeah. One day. One day. Watch it. <laughs> watch me here. One day. God came to Abraham. In Genesis chapter 22, he said, give me Isaac, the son that you love. And you know what? Genesis chapter 22, give me verse number 3. So verse 1 and 2 was the definition. Verse 3 said that, and Abraham rose up early. 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 The thing is there. The moment you pledge it, you finish. Now, when the devil comes, he's too late. But if you let the devil come before you do it, you'll be surprised. We will even give you one million. You remember that the one million is not enough to satisfy the issues. Do it. Tell somebody, do it before Satan comes to visit you. Tell, please, would you help me? Do you want to help me? Do you like me? Please, tell somebody, do it before Satan visits you. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. He rose up 
early. Now, guess what? God even gave him three days to see if he would change his mind. Your own will not be three days, but your own will be the different reasons why you must not do it. Now, uh, even in verse number six, the offering now began to question him. Hey, Christmas is coming. Isaac took the distance of the, together with the son and they were going, look at verse seven. And, and Isaac spoke unto Abraham, his father. The offering will be speaking to you. Maybe now you don't pay tithe because the tithe is speaking to you. Amen. Oh. Ah, you are preaching well, well, well. Now all of a sudden you have started talking about giving. But it's also thanksgiving. Or you don't know that sacrifice is part of thanksgiving. Now you don't tithe again. When we ask you, you say life is tight. I don't tight because life is tight. Why will life not be tight if you are not tightened? We tight to losing the tightness of life. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. And we give offering to cancel suffering. And let's continue. Do it quickly. Number three. Number three. Do it loudly. Thank God loudly. When we read, do it loudly. When we came to, um, uh, what do we call it? When we came to um, Luke, chapter, uh, the, Luke chapter 17, that we read. Look at the verse number 17 and 18. He said, the Luke chapter seven, uh, okay, verse 15, God bless you. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice. When we are thanking God, we thank him loudly. What does it mean to thank God loudly? It means to testify about what he has done. That is why in this, we will give you the opportunity to testify. Publicize it. Publicize it. In Psalm 59 verse 16. Write these three scriptures down. Psalm 50. But the Lord didn't do that thing for me. But the one that he has done already. Publicize it. Let it overshadow what you are waiting for. Let it overshadow what you didn't see. Let it overshadow the bad news. Always find out about the things that he has done before. And let, see, if you don't let it be loud, the devil will let what is still in waiting be loud. I'll say it again. If you don't let what God has been, what God has done be loud, the enemy will let what is in waiting be loud. So you won't see the goodness of the Lord. Let it be loud. Tell somebody, let it be loud. So in Psalm 59 verse 16, he says that, I will sing of your power. Somebody with me. He said, yeah, I will sing aloud of your mercy. I told you, there are two times that I cry in life. Number one, when I attend a funeral of somebody who was not born again, now I cry two tears. Two. And then, the next time, that I cry plenty is when I'm worshiping. And then I remember how God has been good to me. I look at my background. How bad I was. How notorious and very smart for the devil I was. And now the Lord. So, so some time ago, I, I used to preach and I used to, I used to tell people that, oh, I used to be the dustbin, and then God washed me, and one day, the Lord started playing my life to me, and I saw that I wasn't the dustbin, I was the trash that was rotten. So 
So when I come to church and we are worshiping, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. That that I, I feel like, Lord, what else can I give you apart from my life? If there is anything, tell me and I'll give it to you. I love you too much. You have been too good to me. Do you know how many times me, I've come face to face with death. When I was working as an expatriate engineer and I was overseeing a camp in a certain country called Burkina Faso. My goodness, I'll never forget it. Literal, literal, spiritual. You know, it's not like I think I guess. Do you know how many times the Lord saved you from that car wreck? And you thought you were a smart driver. You are a smart driver. You are a very good driver. You drive one of the best cars. Which car was Princess Diana and Dodi Alpha had not driving? In their days. You are a good driver. I remember you have showed me mercy. And you said that in the morning I begin to sing aloud. And then look at that. For you have defended me. The Lord defended you. When we say that, when you are one step away from shame, the Lord will step in. It is not because you don't deserve shame, but because the prophetic word activated God. And God stepped in. And you were preserved. So you come to church. We are worshiping. We are thanking God. Flow. Something will be telling you, lie on the ground. And that thing that you did here on Sunday, I was so touched. Somebody will be like, hey. Hmm. Some people are spiritus. Yes, if it comes between me and my God, I'll be spiritus. Become wood, woodutus. Be wood. Fine. Praise the name of Jesus. You have been my defense. Do you know what she went through with the documents? She'll wake up in the morning and in front of her car, you see a certain animal, whether it is a tiger or chimpanzee or whatever, with claws upon her screen. You can see a certain animal amongst all the cars. You, do, you have no idea. When people are thanking God, leave them alone before God comes against you. Yeah. One day, David remembered where he was and how God brought him and made him a king. He was dancing and then he danced and danced and danced and then uh, 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 his skirt removed and then they saw his boxer short. King's boxer short. The wife was looking through the window. You see, this is why many, this is why I tell every parent here, train your child in God. Mikal had not been trained in God. She was brought up in pomp and pageantry with a silver spoon in her mouth. She saw David dancing. Look at that. My goodness. Ha! Ah, on a political Sunday, cut the way you are sweating and your makeup all that. David came home excited. Hello honey! Yeah! I brought the ark home. Nobody died. Because the first time David was bringing the ark home, the Lord killed somebody, Uziah. Now, they did what was right. Coach, the Lord didn't kill anybody. The guy was jumping, coming to bless. He had blessed the people. Coming home to bless his wife. That is why I always tell men and women of God, when I get opportunity of talking to them, I talk to their spouses. I said, don't let anything that your wife or your husband does on the pulpit affect you. It can cost you your life. Because when they are under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, everything is by the Lord. 
Even though the spirit, even though the spirit is subject to the prophet. You see? Now, so here, Bible said that he began dancing, blah, blah, blah. He had come to bless his house. God bless you guys. You see, David, and then David returned to bless his household. Look at that. After a powerful message, David was going to bless his household. Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, Ah, how glorious was the king of Israel today. You uncovered yourself today in the eyes of, you see, it was jealousy. It was jealousy. That, because it was not just the uncovering. And you made all the women saw, uh, see it. Okay, I won't continue there. Because I know you are an intelligent and a smart child of God. Hallelujah. You are a student of the Bible. Look at, I won't continue. The devil is a liar. Look at that. And you were dancing as one of the vain fellows. Shamelessly, you uncovered yourself. Look at what he said, verse 21. And David said unto Michal, What? Excuse me? It was before the Lord. Who chose me? I know where I'm coming from. Who chose me? Before your father. And before all his house. To appoint me to be ruler of the people of God. And over them. Therefore, I will even do more. That's why I told you that if it has to do with God. And any human being choose God. Do you know the consequences? The only person, if you like, check the Bible. The only woman in the Bible whose captivity of lack of production was never turned around was her. Because for her own, God sealed her stomach. Look at the next verse. Verse 22. Bible said that, and I will yet be vile. And I will be base in my own eyes. And in the maid servants which you have spoken, I shall have honor in them. Look at verse number 23. Therefore, Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. She was the only, only woman in the Bible who Bible specifically recorded that she never had a child. Anyone who child birth delayed, except they didn't want to give birth. Like Anna, she didn't want to give birth. She decided to serve Anna in Luke chapter 1. But this one, the Lord padlocked her stomach, her womb. Say, you, somebody is praising me. You have the guts to talk against her because of the little resources that you have. You have a little certificate. So, eh, oh, you know, the way they dance, you know, we, the corporate people, we don't dance like that. We dance diplomatically. So, we, we dance like that, we clap like that. And then, you'll be dancing, you'll be jumping. Look at the pastor. Is he the senior pastor? He's dancing and shaking. Be careful before God twists your mouth. You'll be surprised I'll be going, oh, your mouth will be twisted. And then you come back, Papa, I think I'm under attack. I will pray God will never answer. Because it is not from Satan, the Lord himself. Because somebody was celebrating God loudly. So I mean, except we have it in our protocols that don't do this. Otherwise, if they are doing it, uh, if I don't want to. That's why sometimes I close my eyes. I said, Lord, so that I, will, I may not be offended. You know, so I close my eyes most of the time so that I will not be offended. You are thanking God. It is a protocol. Is somebody being blessed tonight? Hello? I told you it is four points. So this is the third one. Do it loudly. You know, in the book of, look at Psalm, ay, 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 Psalm, um, Psalm 119, verse 4 to 6. 
Let me finish it. Psalm 190 verse 46. You have commanded us to keep thy precept diligently. Uh-huh. Give me verse number 5. Oh, that my ways will... Give me verse number 6. He said, then shall I not be ashamed. Uh-huh. This is what I... I will praise thee with the upright, the uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. Amen. Now, let me add this scripture to you on this point. Mark chapter 5 verse 18 to 20. Talking about the guy that was crazy. The guy that was mad. The lunatic guy that Jesus healed. Bible said that he wanted to follow Jesus. Then when he came to the ship, he that was possessed of the devil told him, Lord, I want to be with you. I want this testimony to be quiet. I just want us to be, you know, between God and me. You know, because, yeah, it is a, a, a testimony. between. If you want it like that, come and tell me. I'll announce it, but I'll mention your name. I do that a lot. I shared, sometimes I'll be sharing the person's testimony here. I'll be saying that somebody told me, but you may be, maybe the person sitting by you. I can do that. Because we have to announce it. Look at that. He said that I might be with you. I just want it to be one-on-one visitation. Jesus said no. Verse 19. Jesus said, how be it? Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, go home to your friend. Tell them how great things the Lord has done for you. How he had mercy, compassion on you. And then don't you think that by now you should have died? Me, I know. Maybe you, you are an, uh, an angel, you are a spirit. But if you are like me, a human being, we have come close to death. Now, uh, I don't remember coming close to death. Have you ever driven on a road? Now, I don't even know how to drive. Have you sat in a car before? Except you have never sat in a car before then. If you have ever driven on a road, you have come close to death before. I'm telling you. Don't say that, no, 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 before the Lord let you try it. <laughs> it's a mercy. Verse 20, verse 20, and he went to, look at verse 20, and he departed and began to publish it, declare it, declare. Hey, brother, my goodness, the Lord has blessed me. What did the Lord do? The Lord did A, B, and C. Charlie, share it until when you are coming, people be like, uh, he's coming to, he's coming to, he's coming to. There is a, a, a brother. When he catches you, it doesn't matter how many times he's told you his story. He'll begin to tell you. Elder Israel, I love him. He said, I was shot seven times. Ah, da, da, da. I've heard the story over and over, but still when he catches me, he'll tell me. And I will listen. Because every now and then, I hear something new inside it. You are the only one that has always forgotten what the Lord has done for you. You see? Hallelujah. And number four, finally, what is the fourth pattern of acceptable or the pattern of profitable thanksgiving? Do it with expectation. That's my last point. Thank God expectantly. Thank God with expectation. We know that thanksgiving produces rewards. But God will not give you a reward that you are not expecting. Yeah. Many people know how to give. Few people know how to receive. Yeah. Many people know how to give. Few
few people know how to receive in the book of Acts chapter 3 verse 4 to 5. When Paul, uh, uh, when, <laughs> when Peter and John got to the beautiful gate, they said, look on us. Verse 4, verse, the next verse. And he gave heed unto them expecting to receive. Anytime you give thanks, thanksgiving produces multiplication. Now, on Sunday, I'll be telling you another dimension of the blessings of thanksgiving. Now, so you must be in a, when you are thanking God, be in a state of expectancy. And as I'm thanking God, good news is coming. Yeah. As I'm thanking God, my healing is coming. You see, as I'm thanking God, somebody is wiring me some money. As I'm even thanking God, somebody who took pastor's appreciation envelope and said, we won't bring it, we'll bring it. Because Thanksgiving will visit them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> when you thank God, expect your tank to be full. Your tank of life. When you thank God, T-H-A-N-K, expect your tank, T-A-N-K, of life to be full. Thanksgiving is the fuel or the gas pump of your tank in life you begin to you begin to thank god for your health your healing will be filled your healing tank will be filled you begin to thank god for the little resources you have your financial account will be filled you begin to thank god for the love he has showed you your mercy tank will be filled so thanksgiving produces a thankful life a thankful so, let me put it in this way so that it will sweeten your ears. A thankful being is a thankful being. Is that right? Uh-huh. A thankful believer is a thankful believer. Yep. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 18. My last scripture. Proverbs 23, 18. He said, For surely, there is an end, and your expectation shall not be cut off. So what is your expectation? What is your expectation? When you are thanking God, this month, as we are thanking God, I'm expecting favor galore. I'm expecting full recovery. I want you to rise on your feet if you are finished writing. A thankful believer is a thankful believer. Play something for me. Let's thank God. And then we are out of here. You are the love of my life. You are the hope that I cling to. Please give them some sound. You mean I more than this world to me I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold I wouldn't trade you for riches untold You are You are my everything Let's start from the beginning You are 
the lyrics are on the ball. You are the hope that I cling to. Ah. You mean come on more than this world to me. I wouldn't trade you for silver or gold. I wouldn't trade you. Make some love to the Lord. Sing out of love to the Lord. so excited Lord and we give you all the praise all the glory all the honor all the adoration we magnify your name we came to say thank you because you have been good to us and because you have been kind to us and as we are thanking you we are expectant that Lord whatever you have said you will do it bless and bless and bless the Lord favor you the Lord cause favor to flavor your life. The Lord favor your name. The Lord favor your person. The Lord favor your image. All round all, favor 360. Receive it in Jesus' name. You're going out as blessed. You're coming in as blessed. Before I meet you on Sunday, you have a mega testimony. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Put your hands together. Take your seat. I want you to lift up an offering unto the Lord. Please, I want you to give cheerfully. God bless you tremendously for all your giving. I appreciate your giving. Because your giving, my giving, on the platform of God, advances his work. Bible says that the seed shall be prosperous. I'm reading from Zechariah 8.12. He said the seed shall be prosperous. He said the vine shall give her fruit. The ground shall give her increase. Then the heavens shall give the dew. And the Bible said that, and I will cause the remnant of these people to possess all these things. 
That seed is blessed in Jesus' name. It will really generate a bumper harvest. Jesus' mighty name. Please drop it with joy. If you brought a seed for the Lord, if you brought an offering for the Lord, drop it with joy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I wouldn't trade you for We're going to take our communion and then we are out. God bless you tremendously. What is the communion, the body and the blood of Christ? It is not a religious activity. It is every believer's bona fide grace that God has given to us. When we bless the bread and we bless the drink, and we break the bread, it becomes the body of Christ, the, the, the drink becomes the blood, that is what Jesus said and I believe it exactly as Jesus put it, Father we thank you for the bread it was bread, blessed, broken Jesus called it his body cup blessed, Jesus said my blood we receive it for our healing for our empowerment and for favor in Jesus mighty name let's eat and drink together Quickly, if today is your first time, I want to welcome you and I want to shake your hand if you don't mind. If today is your first time, can I see your hand up? Wow. Is it okay if I shake hands with you here? Yes, please come. Wow. This is so beautiful. Wow. Oh my goodness. Such an elegant lady. God bless you. Awesome man. God bless you. Please stand. Guess what? They are wearing cross. Wow. You are wearing a cross pendant. Why? And he is also, my, wow. We are blessed. Please, what's your name? My name is Margaret Pearl. Margaret Pearl. Who invited you? My beautiful friend here. Wow. God bless you, Mama Chantel, for bringing uh, Miss Margaret. God bless you. We love you. I want you to know that we are happy that you came tonight us to be here. Thank you. Uh, hallelujah. Let us celebrate. So, um, 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 I'll give you, a, 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 I have a book for you. Please stand here with me. What's your name? Uh, my name is Francis Danso. Oh, Danso, you called me yesterday, right? And I said, we have service today. So, he, his story is that he was going to do some purchasing and then somebody gave, a, gave him a flyer, right? Tell me your story quickly. Oh, I went to the African shop to get some Yes, then I met a lady from, I think she's from here, and she gave me a pen. So she, she gave him a pen to write, and then gave the pen to him. And you know, we have our inscription on the pen. So he looked at it, and then you called. Yes. And that is why he's here. Hallelujah! You see how everything wins souls for the Lord and brings people in. So don't stop. Those of you, please go on the Google, and then look for Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. And leave your review there. It's very important. Your review and your five star. Hallelujah. And read other reviews there. And then five star or thumbs up it. Amen. I'm waiting for yours, Patrick. So, I, I, every day I read. So, please go on Google and then do that. But then I have something very powerful for you. So, right after service, I'll give it to you. Okay. God bless you. Let's celebrate them. Um, Brianna. Shall we be on our feet? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord empower you. 
the Lord strengthen you. Make, it, make his face shine upon you. Say me a believing amen. amen. And cause favor to flavor our lives. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take our prophetic declaration. With long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.